Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I think when Liz Truss was interrupted yesterday in Parliament, she was handed a piece of paper. I think other people were handed a piece of paper as well. I think what was written on that piece of paper may well have been London Bridge is down. A lot of people thinking that the Queen had actually died quite early yesterday, uh, or at least lunchtime, and that by the time we heard anything, she had actually passed away, and by the time the family were called to her side, uh, she had actually died. Whether that'll ever come out, I, I do not know. I uh, don't, don't know that it actually matters, but it's just the way history will tell the story. Uh, the last picture taken of her was taken on Tuesday when she um, officially bid farewell to Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, and then she uh, invited Liz Truss to form a government. And the last photograph taken of her was taken in front of a roaring fire at Balmoral, which was, they all say, her her favourite place. The newspapers are full, as you'd expect, as you'd expect this morning. They're all full of her. Irish Examiner has a photograph, a number of photographs on the front page, including photographs of the visit here in 2011. The Echo reflects back on Cork on that May day in 2011. Leaside's magical day with a lovely photograph of the Queen meeting children opposite the English market after she'd done her walkabout. We've lost a friend of Ireland, says the Irish Daily Mirror, President Higgins, leading tributes. She's the longest reigning monarch. Uh, I'll go through just how long she's been there in a minute. Front page of the Irish Times, again, a photograph of her. Uh, Britain's Queen Elizabeth dies at the age of 96. The Times of London is black today. They have no colour at all on the front page, and her front page is black and white. Death of the Queen. Her Majesty passes away aged 96. The King will be Charles III. He was King by tea time yesterday, I think. Uh, There is an accession process, but you know yourself. Uh, The Star has love and peace, referring back to uh, 2011 and the speech in Dublin. We'll, We'll let you hear some of that as well during the morning. The Irish Sun has end of an era tributes pouring in to monarch aged 96 Irish Daily Mail has a picture of her in green I think it was probably taken when she was here in 2011 because she wore green a lot of the time when she was here and the headline is Our Friend the Queen and it remembers which we'll hear later in the morning and the only paper whose lead story isn't the Queen is actually the Irish Independent. She's 
She's photographed on the front page, a beacon of calm in a world of constant change is the quote, but uh, they lead with the economy and double whammy on households and all of that. Uh, I don't know if you were there in, in 2011, it was a Friday in May, and we'd been planning for it, the city, I mean, had been planning for it for, for months, uh, once she accepted the invitation to come to Cork. I was there for the 96FM newsroom at the time. And we had accreditation. I still have somewhere at home my accreditation badge from that day. And it had to be approved by the British Embassy. And you had to get stamped and photographs. And oh my God, I never had such a palaver to get accredited for anything. And by the time the event began, I was a bit miffed. I was a bit pissed off, I think, at having had to go through such a rigmarole just to see a woman arrive to walk around town. I was, And then the whole atmosphere changed. And by the end of the day, I think I had learned myself about the significance of, of the woman and, and her visit. But let's listen back to a montage uh, from the 96FM newsroom of the lead-in to the day and the day, a Friday it was a Friday the 20th of May 2011 when she visited us here um, and the first voice on this little piece of tape is, is of the then ambassador to Ireland, British ambassador to Ireland, Julian King. To use a Lonely Planet uh, term, I think it's a vibrant city. There's a hell of a lot going on here. It's very positive. It's a very positive business community here, there's a very active chamber, uh, and I found the city has always been incredibly positive and welcoming, so it was with a great deal of pleasure that we were able to um, include Cork in the programme for the Queen's visit. The entire route along which the Royal Party will travel, including the inbound South Link, Anglesey Street, South Mall, Grand Parade, Washington Street, Shear Street and Dyke Parade, will be closed to traffic from 10am on Friday, as will Patrick Street. However, Chief Superintendent Mick Finn is playing down descriptions of the operation as a lockdown. There isn't a lockdown, yes, there's going to be restrictions, but people will be able to come into town, do their normal business. In particular, people will be able to come into the city and see uh, the, the visit of the Queen. We want people to come in, we welcome them, we'll be able to facilitate them. The Queen and Prince Philip are due to arrive by helicopter at Cork Airport just after 2 o'clock and will then travel in the Royal Land Rover to the city's historic English market on the Grand Parade. There, Queen Elizabeth will be formally welcomed to Cork by the Lord Mayor Mick O'Connell. Today, he's following in the footsteps of a famous predecessor who greeted Queen Victoria 101 years ago. She actually knighted the dead Lord Mayor, a fellow called Daniel J. Hagerty. Now, I certainly don't expect her to knight me on later on today, but I think we're all certainly looking forward um, to the visit. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great to feel that we've moved on to such an extent that we can welcome her here. There's great interest in it. My customers tell me that they're very interested in it and they hope to be able to come in on the day. We have an absolutely superb city here. We should be very proud of it. And certainly in the market, there, there is an awful lot of pride. There's a lot of security and the city will virtually lock down for a very short visit. Is it worth that? It's definitely worth all the hassle, yeah. I think so. There is in excess of 600 journalists have applied for press accreditation 
for Cork City for that weekend. So that alone will be worthwhile. Oh, everyone is doing up the stalls and getting their hats and their long dresses out and, you know. Oh, will it be a big fashion day, will it? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> for the ladies, anyway, definitely. After a tour of the market and the unveiling of a special plaque, the Royal Party will then travel a short distance to UCC's high-tech research hub, the Tyndall Institute. The Queen will learn a little bit about the technologies that we have here at Tyndall, because Tyndall um, basically explores high technology for applications and things like communications and healthcare and the environment and, and saving energy. After a gathering there with invited guests, the Royal Entourage will return to the airport for their flight back to London. She said, in response to a question from me as to whether she had enjoyed herself or not, she said yes, that she and her husband and the party enjoyed themselves very much indeed. And uh, at the bottom of the steps, I said to her, and your majesty, would you like to come back again sometime? And she said, yes, I'd very much like to do that. So at some time in the future, you may see a return. Uh, remembering March, or May rather, 20th of 2011, when she was here with us in Cork, just for two hours. But it's a, it's a, a visit that has stayed in so many people's memory. If you were there... Uh, I'd be interested in, in your memories at 0818969696. The previous night in Dublin, she'd given a major speech. I'll let you hear some of that later on. Again, I want you to tell me what you think of what she said that night and did it change anything in your mind. In terms of the longevity of her reign, she never actually was in line to be queen. This is the bit that a lot of people forget. And I didn't know it, or well, I'd forgotten it, I guess, until I watched The Crown. She was never in line. But her uncle abdicated. Remember the whole Wallace Simpson thing? Her uncle abdicated, uh, which put her father in the in the throne, and then he died very young. So she became queen at the age of 25. And when I think of my own daughter and other people, you know, we've all got young 24, 25-year-old women. Are they ready to take over an empire? But she, she took up the job and she stayed there until literally yesterday. Uh, she saw through 15 prime ministers of Britain, the first being Winston Churchill, the last being Liz Truss, 14 Taoiseach of Ireland. Uh, indeed. 14 Taoiseach, 14 US presidents. She met most of them. And seven popes. And she met a couple of them as well. But she lived through uh, that length of time. 72, 72 years. 0818 96 96 96. But go back to that day in 2011. Uh, you heard his voice on that piece of tape we played from the 96FM News Archive. But I caught up last evening with the, the Lord Mayor of the time, uh, Mick O'Connell. Mick O'Connell, you were Lord Mayor of Cork at the time of that visit in 2011. I thought it was 2012, 10 years ago. In fact, it was 2011. Your memories of the time, Mick, and of meeting her, which you did, I know, briefly. Yeah, well, my memories are still as vivid today as they, as they were back then. I think I said to somebody earlier on today, I actually, I actually met her on the Thursday night in Dublin. And that made a huge difference, PJ, for the following day when she was arriving in Cork because it kind of re- re- relaxed a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, on that, that, the Friday, as you know, when she arrived, and obviously unbelievable reception by the people of Cork. The weather, the weather was fantastic. Every, everything was ready for herself. And when she stepped out of the car, you could kind of get that feeling straight away. Like, you know, she's delighted to be here. She's looking around the place, taking in the ambience of the 
the, the, the surrounding the surrounding area had us outside the the, the market, whatever. And then following the introduction, but you can see that we had a had a chat, we had a little chat about so I tell her we came to Cork and I said thanks very much for for last night. Hmm. The few words we had we had last night as well and um yeah, so we headed off into the into the market you know, we said from the, the captain or something fill up, you know, so yeah, it was it was it was, it was fine. It was it was grand, and everybody in the market, like we put them in a lot of work. Went into this by an awful lot of people behind the scenes, and uh, but more importantly, I think the people in the market themselves, the stockholders, were absolutely brilliant because like this, the preparation just went on for quite a while, and a lot of people had to be discommoded in their business or whatever. But they they bought it into this thing from the very start. Yeah, the level of organisation, I think, unless you were actually directly connected to it, like we were in terms of media, you, you don't get the level of, of preparation. It did go on for months. Mick, what was she like to, to talk to? Do you know something, you know, I, I, somebody asked me that one time and I said, said to them, like, it was like going for a walk on Patrick Street on the Saturday morning with your grandmother. <laughs> we were just tossed, yeah, they were t- talking about kind of, and we were talking about what happened with Dublin last the previous night and then at the concert and the was that she enjoyed it. Telling her how that's, um, you know, I've been watching other events throughout the country that she, she's been attending it. The visit so far has gone down absolutely fantastic. And uh, I was saying that I'm sure that Cork will, will kind of be the idea the, the cake for you today. And we're we very, very much looking forward to, to coming to Cork and, uh, mm. you know, and, and, and to meet the people. And she said that because this was the first time really she was going to kind of physically go, go out and meet the ordinary members of the public, you know. Dublin had been very tight security and you couldn't get any way close to her. But I know when she came out of the market, and I remember I was there, she went across the street to see some children that had been banging drums and waiting to see her. But I was standing outside the market when the Queen arrived onto the Grand Parade and this guy came over, don't ask me who he was, and he said, Lord Mary, said, when you're finished the tour of the market, you could bring Her Majesty across the road to meet the people. Yeah. And I said, I looked around, this guy is gone. Like, I said, I hear something here. Yeah. I said, no, I did not. So we finished finished the tour anyway. And the little girl made a lovely presentation to, to, to the Queen. And we're walking across the road. Because mm. I said to her, ma'am, would you like to come home? Certainly, she says. So we're walking across the road. And we're half us over. And I said, I said to myself, no, I said, ma'am, so my family are over here. So would you, would you mind saying hello? Certainly, Lord she said. Oh, your family were there, Mick? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So my my daughter, my daughter and my son-in-law, Aileen and Richard, were there, and Kate and Ava, the two grandchildren at the time. Right. So we went up there, so we went over, and I introduced the Queen to Aileen and, 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 and to Richard and, and to Case. But, of course, Ava, that time, was about, she was about two and a half, maybe two, 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 about two and a half, and asked, so and I'd say hello to Her Majesty the Queen. Mm-hmm. And she looks, she looks up to the Queen, looks up to the Queen and says, Mrs. Queen, she says, I have a very sore lip today. And she puts <laughs> her finger on her lip and she says, and the Queen kind of responds, I think she says, you need to put some gel, something like that anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was incredible, like in, in the moment, it was incredible, PJ, you know. That's a lovely story, Mick. Yeah, yeah, like to some, like I said, we were down and we met all the rest of the people and the rest of them, we were only finished up in the Grand Parade, but that, that pit, that story, He'd be supplemented because if some guys rang me a few days later, have you seen the newspapers, Avis and the paper with the cream on our lips? I was. Some good photographer picked it up anyway, it was there. But um, yeah, but like, you know what I mean? That's the way she was. She went, as we went down, she was engaging with the other kids that were there as well, you know? So yeah. that's really fantastic. But like, what I could see, how relaxed she was, like, from, 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 from the start to the finish, like, it's. 
you know, she was kind of something, she was kind of saying, this is absolutely fantastic, this is what a place like. Yeah. But like the, 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 the people, the people in PG were absolutely outstanding, like. The, like the amount of people I'd be worried about these things, but well, they're all that sort of stuff. But the amount of people that, as you say, that, that turned out, but the amount of people that wanted to be here, because we got, we got mountains of letters in the African City Hall for people all, 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 all over the country. Mm. to come down and people who were associated with Buckley and Palace and all this sort of stuff and you know that, that they had worked with one, one particular lady I think was in Fountain she actually worked for in, in the Palace for 20 odd years If you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. How do you think history will remember her? Because the previous night in Dublin had been a huge occasion where she spoke the few words of Irish. She said very significant things in her speech. She'd been to the Garden of Remembrance. How do you think Irish history will remember her? As in, did our attitudes towards the royal family and the British Empire and monarchy, did they change a bit as a result of her visit? I... I firmly believe this right that the, the Queen's visit to this country and, and, and particularly to Cork was kind of the final part of the reconciliation that was needed in this country there was so much going on and you have to remember the timing of the visit now to Cork as well that was 90, the 19th anniversary of the morning of Cork so we had kind of some yes. issues here as well yes and yes. like to, to, and before that she went going to Crow Park and as you said in said a couple of folk uh, 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 up, up in the RS so that was the final, I think, chapter of what had been going back for a long number of years because, as you know, Prince Charles has been coming here for a long time, particularly the Cork. Yes. So when the Queen 
with the Queen decided she was going to come come to Ireland, I personally felt like that. If she's coming, then she needs to come to Cork as well. And mm. I remember we sent off the the, the, the invitation, and as you know, like it's the embassy were getting a lot of invitations at that time. But within a very short space of time, that came back positively that the, the Queen had they, they had accepted the invitation to come to Cork. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 I remember when one of your colleagues asked me, I thought very pertinent at the time. He asked me what would turn his vaccine and then Tomas McCormick stay yes. comment on what's happening to today to the Friday morning. You are probably here. So. And I remember saying, it looks like I said, what we need to do, we, we, need, we, need, we, need, we need never forget, should never forget the past, but we have to embrace the future. And I think that day was not about the future. And I think you'll see, and you'll see where we've come from then, since, since then, you know. That I think just about sums it up. Mick, good to speak with you again, and thanks a million for being with me today. He was Lord Mayor of Cork at the time, uh, Councillor then, Councillor Mick O'Connell. Now, mentioned the trip to the market. There was a photograph taken inside the market, and the photograph has been around the world a hundred times. We know what the photograph was. It was the photograph taken at Pat O'Connell's fish stall. And I caught up with Pat, a very tired Pat, uh, and he'd come back last night from West Cork and he was collecting fish. And we talked late last night about that day. Pat, let's go back to that day. Did you ever expect it to work out quite like it did? Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, I don't think anybody could have foreseen the reaction to that, really. I mean... You know, we were there, we were supposed to represent the city and to uh, represent the market. And I mean, show off the produce that we had, because, you know, we're proud of the market and proud of the city. Um, but could we have foresaw what would have happened or what would have come out of it? Not that. Did you know that she was going to be coming to the stall? I know a few people were selected and, and it was planned. So what, what did you know? Like, Well, there was five of us selected where she was going to stop. Um, we knew the route she was taking, and there was five of us selected where she was going to stop. And I was one of the five. Um, that was probably as much as was entertained, really. Um, you know, there was a protocol to follow, which we didn't really follow, but that would be our character anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was a big step into the unknown, really. Yeah, I was watching you from 10 foot away from behind your own counter and I think even you were taken by surprise when she threw her head back and laughed like she did Well it wouldn't be the usual reaction from the Queen of England I gather and it wouldn't have been certainly something I expected but you know I, I suppose she was more relaxed in Cork than anywhere else and I think she got the sense of fun that kind of emanates from the market anyway and the cheekiness that emanates from it and, and I suppose you kind of you revert to normal mode, I suppose, when you're put in a position like that. Yeah. You subsequently kept in contact as, as much as any, I suppose, commoner can with the, the palace. You you had regular contact? Oh, yeah, right up to about three weeks ago. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got a lovely letter from the um, centenary. Um, yeah, very strange and very unexpected, but... I don't know, I think the English market struck a chord. I mean, not sure it was just Battle Canada, but mm. yeah, it was unforeseen and, and strange, I suppose. But yeah, they, they kept in touch and kept getting lovely letters with, you know, 
mm. little bits of writing thrown onto the end of a kind of standard issue that they kind of hand out to everybody, but it's the little bit at the end that made the difference. Yeah. You met her again, didn't you? You went over. Yeah, I met her in 2014. I was in the palace, yeah. 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 And again, just could not have been nicer to us and could not have been uh, more welcoming. Um yeah, charming lady. No, nothing like I would have expected. I'd be honest with you. Yeah, I think anyone who met her on that couple of days here were quite taken aback by by how warm and charming she was. Mick O'Connell, the Lord Mayor at the time, said it was kind of like a full stop at the end of reconciliation between our two people, and and that Cork actually was so important to that. Would you go along with him? Absolutely. I think it was a, a window in time. Um, and, you know, history presents these windows and, you know, you either jump through or you stand back and leave things carry on. I think that was the time when both sides stepped across. I think her speaking Irish in, in, in Dublin Castle and, and that speech, I think, washed away a lot of bad feeling. And I think Cork was the most relaxed part of it all. And I think, you know, she felt very welcome at Cork. And, and I think no better place to feel welcome at Cork than in the English market. Indeed, indeed. And I, I wonder how, and I think we've spoken about this before, you and I, Pat, I wonder how, how Kitty herself would have felt. It was very much my one regret that my mum wasn't there. I mean, she finished school at primary and, you know, she set up one hell of a business and, and gave us some guidance to dealing with life, as the fella said. Um, and yeah, for the Queen of England to visit her stall was something spectacular but then as a customer said to me a couple of weeks later when I was saying I wish my mum had been there he said Christ Patrick never managed two queens under one day well I think that's a good point to which to leave it Pat thank you for taking time out I know you're very busy I appreciate it thank you so much not at all PJ. thank you that's Pat O'Connell um, the, the of course English market fame and that photograph has appeared I think it appeared on about 800 newspapers around the world Catherine what's your own story good morning Good morning, PJ. How are you? Hi. You got your mother and father got married. They on did the same on day. the same Yes, on the same day. Nineteen forty-seven. So, uh, between two of November, nineteen forty-seven. Right. So that was. I mean, at the time, they probably didn't know anything about the Queen, but as the years were going on and they were telling us, which was the same day, they felt very special. Yeah. Even though they were Irish, they still felt special that the same day as the Queen. Yeah, and they didn't, at the time when they were planning the wedding, they obviously had no idea, no? No, no idea. And they they tell us, they used to tell us that they had no idea. I don't think um, they'd have been thinking of the Queen years that many years ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, 47, um, I don't know how many years ago that is now. I can't, they, I can't count back that far, but for their no, 50, I can't try that. <laughs> for their fiftieth anniversary, um, I know the Queen was when she was fifty years married. She gave yeah. out a present to everybody who she got did. married. In the, did they missed out on that though? Did they? They did because it was only the United Kingdom. I see. I sent I sent a letter and I sent a copy of their wedding shirt. Did you? Right. And I was hoping like that they might send that little gift, whatever it was. I don't think it was a big thing. But I got a letter back saying that, sorry, that, um, thanks for your letter and all that. Yeah. But we, uh, uh, the Queen is only giving it out to the United Kingdom. 
All right. Well, at least you tried, Catherine. You know, you you, you tried. I was disappointed for them, even though I hadn't told them that I was doing it. Yeah. It would have been a lovely surprise if they had got it. It would indeed. Yeah. It would indeed. My mother always reminded me of the Queen, and the Queen reminded me of my mother. As in, they were two lovely, gentle women, you know? Yeah. I always thought of her like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Catherine, thank you. Mary, you you met the Queen, did you? Morning. Uh, good morning. I did. Um, she used to open Parliament. I worked in the House of Commons there for seven years. Right. So she used to come in and open the House of Commons. So when she'd open it, she'd come over to the staff. Now, there was a picture of me in the paper I sent it home. My mother had it in the attic. But when they turned out the attic, they got rid of it. I was kind of going mad, really. Yeah. Lovely woman. Very nice. What were you doing in the, the <coughs> House of Commons? What was your work? What was your job? I was working in the kitchen. I was a manager supervisor in the still room where we do the parties for Shirley Bassey and, and the private uh, really? uh, dinners. Yeah, yeah. Crikey. So would she come in and chat or would you just... She well, What she did when she came in the entrance there to the House of Commons, you know, where the entrance of that poor policeman years ago, you remember he was... Dad, I do. At I the do. entrance, yes, yeah, the gates there. And she's she come up and give the speech behind her, the big door and whatever. So Yes. Yeah. So before she'd go into the opening, she'd come around to the staff and shake her hands and everything. She was very nice. Actually, I really uh, thought a lot of her because my, my mother used to have great time for her. My mother-in-law, Mrs. Gorman, used to have great time for, for the Queen, you know, so... It was an honour, really, to be sure, you know. Yeah, crikey, that's and you 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 met you met many big names, I'd say, many celebrities over the years. I I, I well I didn't know. I Shirley Bassey, um, met Lady Diane when she had her second child. I used to work in the Westminster Hospital at the time. Okay, as well in the Lindo Wing, yeah. That, that's famous. It's a very famous wing. Yeah, but did you chat? Were you chatting with her, or was it just a? No, there was security. She kind of passed and just waved at us. The staff were allowed near, but I mean, it was you know security. She did wave and say hi to us, but um, you know, just near the car or whatever. Right. But uh, that was interesting. That was interesting as well. Yeah. How, how long did you spend in in London, Mary? I was seventeen years. I started as a search student, right. and I, I worked in the Portland Hospital then. I think Fraggy was having her baby in Samuel Bronze and then Westminster and my last few years then was in the House of Commons. I enjoyed it but it was hard work, fifteen, sixteen hours a day. Yeah. It was. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Parties and we they had you know, afternoon teas and the members dining room. I still have one or two friends there. Cool. I still work there and I like to go over there now again and just say hello to them all again eventually. Yeah. yeah. When I win the last <laughs> <laughs> You you've kinda of seen Mary behind a wall that few of us will ever see. I know. Yeah. Well, it 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 took well it took a lot to get in there. Really, you'd have to have a good reference and whatever. Yeah. But I, I have to say, cert cert kind of opened the way for me because I ended up in the Tara Hotel and I kind of worked my way up. Hard work. You trained at CERT, I remember, yes, CERT, and, and then you went to the Tara, of course, the London Tara was a famous hotel, and you worked up there. Oh, well, it was hard work, six years, seven years in there, yeah, that was hard. Christ. Chambermaiden, that was very hard. <laughs> Mary, thank you for the call. Lovely story, and nice memories. That's Mary Casey, who met the Queen, working in the House of Commons. Bernie, you remember it well. Uh, I do, yeah. Morning, Peter. Hiya. Yeah. Yeah, it was, um, I remember it well, yeah, I 
was just one brilliant day. It was my best day inside the city. Was it? You yeah. were, you were with someone. I was with my friend. Her name is Eileen. She passed away last year at a hundred. Um, but and um, but she was born in London. My friend, and she lived through World War Two in England. So I kind of. Yeah, so I had an extra interest, like she used to be telling me all about it. And she, my friend worked in the factories as well, you know, during World War Two. Yeah. And her twin sister had to, or her sister had to work in the submarines, you know. And so, um, so yeah, I had a great interest in it. And um, so we went in and we had lunch and we went down to South Mall and the Grand Parade and we saw the Queen. But the atmosphere in town was just just fantastic. It was, wasn't it? Where were you? Where were you positioned? Where did you get to? We go? were in South Melfort. Then we went down to the Grand Parade. We got down to the Grand Parade. Right. And then, but in the afternoon, we went in through the market. The atmosphere in the market was just brilliant. Yeah, it was like, just like a carnival day. It was, yeah. And even after she's gone, it was still just. It, it, it was just brilliant. I didn't get home. Once about nine or ten o'clock that night. You really went on the tiles yourself and Eileen, didn't you? We did, yeah. Um, it was just, it was just a brilliant day. I know it was a great day with my friend who had lived through that time. Wow. And everything, you know, and who know all the history and everything. She she was older than the Queen. Your friend was, yeah. My friend was born in nineteen twenty. 24th of September 1920 right. and um, she died last year on the 19th of September a few days before her 101st birthday Frankly, she was, she was, died. Very, mm, was um, yeah, a great a great, a great old innings Bernie thank you for that that's a, that's a nice memory and thinking of Eileen uh, it would have been her 101st birthday coming up next week thank you thanks Bernie Corks 96 FM Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.